25. Actually, we'll begin in uh, 23, 523 tonight. <clears throat> For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water uh, by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. <clears throat> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your goodness. And I thank you uh, for your church. I thank you for your love for the church, your love you have shown and proven to us, and demonstrated, performed for us in Jesus Christ. And, and Father, we thank you and we, we do praise you for that. And, and now uh, we have your church here. We love you. Uh, we thank you for giving us of your spirit. And I pray you bless our meeting tonight and uh, fill with thy spirit. Help my dear wife work in the nursery tonight and help her there with Isaiah, dear God. And, uh, and Lord, speak to our hearts, I pray, and help us as husbands to love our wives. Uh, and Lord, uh, to love you, uh, to, to love others, and just, dear God, to walk in the, in the light of the word which you have given us. Uh, Lord, to walk in these paths that we might um, glorify your name. Thank you for the good services this morning. And just pray that you minister to every heart here tonight. Be with those also with us online. We're thankful for them. We pray that, uh, that uh, your church would be edified. Father, that uh, your love would be known and the truth of your word, your holiness, dear God. Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> So we're in Husbands Love Your Wives, actually part three or four. I think we've had four total messages on, on that so far. One of them was from uh, Peter. But uh, Husbands uh, Love Your Wives, Ephesians 5, uh, 25. Of course, love uh, uh, being that, that, that love with acts, that love which demonstrates. And uh, uh, love is, in the Bible, is more an action. <laughs> and uh, we want to minister and love our wives um, and it's going to be a, a great portion of what God will use for the husband and the wife in their lives to grow in maturity uh, because the husband loves the wife for God's sake that, that's, that's part of the relationship for the husband and God and the wife of course loves the husband and follows in those things for God's sake uh, first, uh, it's, it's, it's part of her relationship uh, with the Lord. And so we each tend to our own relationship. Amen. And uh, when we do that, it works out well. And, uh, and of course, uh, uh, thank God for First John 1, 9, because oftentimes we get tripped up in that thing, don't we? <laughs> Many times we don't do too good there. And uh, God's faithful to pick us back up. Uh, help us get dusted off and as long as we've turned the head to a different direction in <laughs> the right way and uh, get us going back right so we can thank God and uh, praise God for that. Well tonight I want to talk a bit about husbands loving, uh, loving uh, your wives in the sense of verse 23 where the husband is the head of the wife. 
So there has to be, uh, the, there is the call to lead. And the husband, if he's going to love his wife, is going to have to, have to lead his wife and, uh, and direct in those things. So husbands, love your wives. And uh, point number one, husband is to lead your wife. The husband is the head, uh, of, uh, head of the wife. Now, of course, the head gives what? Direction to the body. Uh, when you're... Uh, <laughs> Please don't take these illustrations too far, okay? When you're riding a horse, no, I'm not saying your wife is a horse, okay? Uh, you, you, steer by, you steer the horse by, at least with wet, the western range, you, you steer by guiding the neck, and also with the, uh, the English range, too, you still, you're, you're either way, you're guiding the head. You're, you're turning one way or the other to, to lead the horse. And, uh, and the husband is to guide, and the head guides and directs the body. Uh, most of us, you know, we don't walk like this. We usually walk where our eyes are looking, don't we? And uh, we learned that motorcycle riding. When, you, when you're motorcycle, it's important to know, watch where you're looking, because where you're looking is where you steer your bike, whether you realize it or not. So you don't have as much, uh, as much opportunities to sightsee as you might think you have on a motorcycle. Uh, you might wind up in the sight you're seeing, okay? The ditch or whatever it might be. Uh, but uh, husbands, lead uh, your wives. And uh, uh, God has given us that responsibility uh, the husband is the head of the wife. There's a, there's a uh, responsibility given there. Uh, in Genesis uh, 3, we know, uh, of course, uh, Eve was speaking with the serpent in the garden and, uh, and uh, was deceived uh, by his subtleties and, and lies really concerning God. And uh, she uh, took of the fruit of the, tr- of the tree and ate. And then she eventually gave to her husband. You know, and he did eat. Uh, and uh, so they went and hid themselves. And Genesis 3, 9, we pick it up. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? So if you remember that, it all started with what? Even the serpent, didn't it? Well, why did God go to Adam? Because Adam's responsible. Adam's first. Adam is the head of the wife. And uh, he's, the, he, he's the head of the home. And so he had the responsibility. I made a note there as I was studying that. Uh, the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And I had to ask myself, Where was Adam when he was talking to the serpent? Could we say, Where art thou, Adam? Where were you? We read about Eve talking with the serpent. And the Bible says the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. By the way, we get the idea, subtle there is not a good thing. It's kind of a conniving wisdom. So if this serpent was around, and it seems that, you know, God, the word of God states that as a fact, it seems that this is possibly something that Adam and Eve could have learned, that the serpent was subtle. What was Eve doing there, talking to this subtle, deceiving serpent, Without Adam, where was Adam? Uh, and uh, just interesting to one, interesting to, to wonder. But God goes to Adam first. Uh, why are you and your wife hiding? And uh, Adam has to uh, to fess up. And of course, you know, we all get our nature from that. Well, it was the woman you gave me, God. You know, not my fault. And uh, it was a serpent you, you made. And and on and on. You know, down it went. And uh, 
but God came to Adam first because he's the head. Peter, or Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 9, 5, Have we, the apostles, not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord, and Cephas, or Peter? So some of the apostles, as they traveled, were taking their wives with them and caring for them along the way. Uh, have we not power to lead about? Power has the idea of authority. Authority. Uh, the husband has the authority uh, uh, over the home and the direction of the home. He is the head of the wife uh, in that sense. So the husband uh, has to answer uh, for the direction of the household. Uh, you have power to lead a wife. That's authority, responsibility to lead. Uh, as partners, you work together. You are heirs together of the grace of life. Uh, but as husband... Tonight, remember this, you answer for it. I answer for it. You answer for the direction uh, of, uh, of your home. And uh, we, have to be, uh, we have to be aware of that. Uh, you will answer, husband, for where you live, uh, where you go to church, how your family spends your money, uh, where your children go to school, how you discipline your children, uh, what you watch on TV, what kind of music is listened to in your home? What kind of games, programs, entertainment, internet access is available uh, to your family through all the iPods, iPads, laptops, phones, and whatever else is out there? Husband, you answer for it. Uh, you, are, you are the leader. You are, uh, you, God will come to you. God will come to me. And so it's important uh, for, to remember, for, for, for the wife to remember that. Uh, when you have decisions to make, and, and maybe, maybe you disagree with the husband. That's why, that's why this calls for careful prayerfulness. Because remember this, first and foremost, the husband has to answer for it before you do. God's going to come to the husband for the final decision. So the husband makes the final, is to make the final decision, really. Uh, and uh, uh, he's, he ought to seek the wisdom of his wife. The wife is a helpmeet. That means God designed her. If, you, if you're married, your wife is, has, is a help to you. And uh, certainly that involves listening to her wisdom. She's praying. She's, she's wanting to do the right thing. You know, if you, you married the, the right wife. And she's wanting to do the right thing and, and, and do God's will. So you're listening to, uh, for, her, for her counsel and her, her wisdom as well. And her, her uh, praying together over those things. Seeking the Lord's will. But, but uh, ultimately it comes down to the husband. Uh, to make that final decision. At accounting time, men, we've all heard the saying, the buck stops here. Uh, and God's going to come to, to the husband. And so uh, we face that soberly and realize, uh, and realize that. Now, it's this kind of teaching, fallen into the wrong hands, <laughs> the wrong kind of husband, uh, that has uh, done much disgrace to the Bible. You know, some would listen to that truth. You know, well, the husband is the final authority. He makes the decisions. And, and, uh, and the husband might say, well, if that's the case, then we'll live where I want to live. We'll do what I want to do. Uh, we'll go where I want to go. Uh, we'll, we'll have the friends that I want to have. We'll buy what I, what I want to buy. And uh, the, the wrong kind of spirit in the husband uh, can run a long ways in the wrong direction with that kind of teaching. 
By the way, if, uh, if uh, uh, you're uh, with us tonight, uh, watching online or, or ever, uh, and, and that's your mindset, uh, let me refer you to another scripture you may, you may need, uh, 1 Corinthians 7.27. There God gives counsel. Uh, he will find some advice for men who once were married, but now are single. <laughs> because if you can live that way, you're probably going to find yourself there, okay? And... Uh, uh, so there's some, uh, uh, art thou loosed from a wife? Seek not a wife, <laughs> Paul says there. So you don't want that to happen. You want to be, don't want to be the cause of that. Uh, you want to lead your wife, what? As Christ leads the church, amen? As Christ leads the church. <clears throat> He's the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, okay? So we ask the question, well, how, pray tell, does Christ lead the church? <laughs> May I ask you, uh, each one here, did Christ ever make you do anything? <laughs> did he ever force you to do anything? No, he, he wins us over by his grace, doesn't he? He wins us over by his purity and by his love for us. You see, not only is what we are, are supposed to lead, we're supposed to lead in the manner that Christ led, in that love, in, that, in the wisdom of the word of God, in that giving of ourselves. Christ, what, gave himself for the church. And uh, rare is the woman that will not be won over by that kind of love. Amen. And, uh, uh, and, and so we, we need to endeavor to do that. Remember, the husband loves the woman for God. And the woman uh, follows the husband, what? For God. By the way, both are commanded to love each other and, and to consider one another. Uh, Christ doesn't force us. I think of uh, Hosea 11.4. How does God say he worked with Israel? I drew them with cords of a man, with bands of love. And I was to them as they that take off the yoke on their jaws, and I laid meat unto them. What's God say? God, in a sense, courted them. He, he, loved, his, he poured out his love to Israel. He delivered them from Egypt. He cared for them through the wilderness. He met their needs. He was merciful to their transgressions, wasn't he? And what was it? Time and time and time again he was, wasn't he? He says, I drew you, uh, I drew you with cords of a man. In other words, that's how it works in a marriage too. You, you win one another over what? With that love of Christ with that love, that, that selfless love. Husband needs to lead, uh, lead the wife. Uh, where are you leading her to? You need a leader to edification. Ephesians 5, 26 and 27, Christ wants to sanctify and cleanse the church with the washing of water by the word. Then he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So the husband, uh, you're going to have to learn the word of God. Because it's the, it's the washing of water by the word is where edification comes in. When we apply it, uh, when we uh, let God cleanse our lives, when we yield to the Holy Spirit and let him, uh, help, let, let him help us cast off those old garments and put on those new, like we're learning in, in the lesson in, 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 Col in Colossians. Leading uh, to edification, growing in Christ's likeness uh, and strength. <clears throat> God's plan uh, for you as partners in marriage is to love each other with divine love and help each other conform to the image of Christ, that you may fulfill God's will individually and as a spouse 
for the glory of Christ in that marriage. And uh, that's what we do. And, uh, and that's what we are, what we are uh, uh, called to do. <clears throat> Matthew Henry went to London and met a young lady of the nobility who was also wealthy and they fell in love. She went to ask her father if she could marry him and he said, he's got no background. You don't know where he's come from. She said, yes, I know, but I know where he's going and I want to go with him. <laughs> she liked his, the direction that he was going in and we need to be leading in that direction of edification, uh, leading leading uh, uh, to edification, leading by example, leading by example. Did you know you can't lead somewhere where you're not going? <laughs> you can't lead by anybody anywhere where you're not going. God didn't say point to them the way, you know, and you, you stand back and see if they make it. He didn't say that. He said, husband, lead your way, lead, you know, be the head. And so that means that I have to be drawing closer to Christ. That means you, that you, husband, have to be drawing closer to Christ. We have to be on our own path closer to Christ. And, uh, and being the spiritual leader of the home, leading uh, the wife, helping her to grow and loving her in the ways that God uh, would direct us. Even pastors over the flock, Peter writes about them in 1 Peter 5.3, that they, don't, they are not to lead as being lords over God's heritage, but what? Being examples to the flock. Being examples to follow. So we're following and we're, and we're wanting uh, our, our wives to follow us. What did Paul say? Follow me even as I also follow Christ. Uh, so, so we need to make sure that, that we're on that path uh, to edification. And that we are leading them somewhere. <laughs> And, uh, and why would they follow us if they didn't think that we were drawing closer to Christ? Uh, we certainly wouldn't have uh, much help from God there, would we? Uh, trying to say, follow me, if we're not following, following him. What kind of things are we to set the example in? Well, it's rather obvious from the scripture, the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. Against such there is no law. We ought to have the fruits of the Spirit in our life. They ought, our wives ought to see us changing. Amen. By the way, uh, who knows our weaknesses more than our wives? Amen. Uh, who knows uh, our faults more than our wives? And they ought to see us uh, getting victories. Amen. And uh, growing more in Christ's likeness. And, uh, and we ought to be, uh, you know, different uh, this year than we were last year. And, uh, and, and growing in the Lord. And more like the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, in our, even in our relationship, uh, relationships with our, with our wives, <clears throat> called in this thing of, of, uh, of the fruits of the Spirit. <clears throat> Growing in the faith, Second uh, Peter 1.5, besides this, besides your faith, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Um, I love that passage. There's a progression there. Uh, I, I think that, 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 uh, that, is, that is needful. Uh, add to your faith virtue. Virtue is doing right. Choosing what's morally, uh, uh, what's morally exalted. 
uh, why, does it, why would God make that the first thing in your faith? Because once you get saved, there's some things you already know right and wrong, isn't there? You don't, have, you don't have to learn one Bible first. The moment you're born again, you know in your own conscience some things in your, in your life. You know, some, you know some things that are right and things that are wrong. Amen? And God says, begin on the things that you know are wrong. And, and, and get those wrong. Begin doing the things that you know already are right. So it begins with virtue. And the virtue knowledge. Now you need to learn some more. Because you do have an idea and you do know of some things that are right and wrong but you, don't, you, don't, you, but you have a whole lot to learn about God's view of things overall you're going to find some more things you need to learn that you don't know yet that's why you add to that, to that virtue knowledge take care of what you do know first then knowledge to knowledge temperance uh, now you realize you've got to have this self control because the more you're learning the more you realize that this beast needs to be controlled by the Holy Spirit and, and we need to be yielding to that spirit all the time adding temperance uh, self, uh, self-control. That self doesn't die uh, uh, once for all. Yet it has to what? Die daily. Amen. So that, so that temperance uh, against uh, uh, add to temperance patience. That's that's bearing up under difficult circumstances. It might be easy. It, see, it might be easier to con- to con- to control the old nature when everything's going good. But now, as you grow, you've progressed to that point. Now, do it what? Even when it's hard. <laughs> Even when it's difficult, even when things aren't going well, there's the next step: patience, uh, enduring, enduring in those things, being temperate, you know, and uh, and, uh, and and virtuous, you know, and, and growing in your faith when it's difficult, when it's hard. Temperance, patience, to patience, uh, uh, to uh, to patience. Uh, uh, lost my place there. Godliness, <clears throat> patience, godliness. What's that character? As, you, as we had get victories along the way, we become known as what? A godly person. It becomes our character as we trust more and more in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, and, a godly, and, a God, and to God is what? Brotherly kindness. Now we're not only staying in the course, being faithful in the difficult times, and not sinning, uh, you know, doing, you know uh, getting frustrated and, and that kind of sin in, in a negative way, but now we're also, during that hard time, what? Reaching out and being kind. There's another advance to the Christian growth and strength. You see that? And then that flourishes into what? To kindness, what? Charity. <laughs> Which is the bond of perfection. That's where we show you know, that, that fervent love. Even in the midst of the most difficult times when it's to do so. And God says our life ought to be building like that as believers. And as husbands we ought to be leading like that in our growth. In, the gro- in, in, in our spiritual growth. We ought to lead in humility. We ought to be humble. And uh, not, not always having to have our way. You know, uh, well, you know, uh, uh, the vacation's always where the husband wants to go. You know, I remember my, <laughs> before my wife fell in love with fishing. I remember, <laughs> I'm still thankful for that day. I just have to confess it, all right? But, uh, but, uh, but uh, we went to. Um, they wanted to go to vacation at another place. Didn't have, we couldn't fish there and all that. And uh, my old flesh said, why would you want to go vacation somewhere where you can't have a fishing pole with you? Who would, uh, who would have fun there? You know, <laughs> the old selfish me. <laughs> you know, and we went there. And we went there two years ago. We had such a good time, you know. And it was where everybody else wanted to go. It was my wife wanted to go. And, and you know, we had a great time, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and eventually when we went to other places, everybody else wanted to go there too. So I didn't make them go, all right. We're, we're, so we're good there, but... 
But listen, just being humble, realizing, you know, where I don't have to have my way, I don't have to have my way, okay? That, that, that's the main thing. Because we're leading what? In, in spiritual things. We're, we're not giving on those, folks. Uh, man, we're not, we're not giving on that leading our home. We're going to go where God wants us to go. We're, we're not going to veer off here or there out of God's will. We're not going to do that. And that's the, the strength in our spirit. And we gently uh, relay that to our wives and, uh, and lead in that way and let God work on the hearts there. Uh, humility. Reconciliation. Husband and wife get in a tiff. I know that never, that's never happened here but, uh, or to anyone watching online. Husband and wife get in a tiff. Well, whose job is it to reconcile? Who makes the first step? How about the leader? Amen. <laughs> What's the leader got to do? Humble themselves. I have a message I preach on, on, on reconciliation. Jesus uh, uh, Christ uh, gave us a perfect illustration. I'll preach that maybe sometime soon, but but rec reconciling. Uh, Christ reconciled us to God. Now, he had no faults. We were sinners against God. Our tiff with God, so to speak, was all our fault, wasn't it? <laughs> Christ reconciled us, uh, uh, us to God. He had no fault in it. But 99% of the time, when husband and wife have a tiff, it's usually not 100% one person you know, and 0% the other. We usually, we, if, if we'll be honest with ourselves and just pray, we'll find out there's probably something in regards to that tiff that I could have handled better. Amen? And my job as a leader is for God to show me what that is and make sure I apologize for that and make sure I want to get that right. And then, and then it's my job to make sure my wife finds out what she's wrong. No, 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 no. That, that's her business. Remember, that's between her and God. That's her business. Between her and God. My business between me and God is finding out what I did wrong and apologizing to her so I can be right with God. Amen. And yes, I want to be right with my wife. But I, but then it's up. She, she, she does her thing with her relationship with God. Well, if I want to love my husband, well, I want to get this right. Because if, if, we're, if we're at odds, what? What, what, what's the Bible say? You go, you go to bring an offering. What's God say? If, you, if, you're, if you're at odds with your brother, hey, how much more your husband or your wife? Amen. He says, go get that right first. And so when the husband and wife want to walk with God, they find themselves in that position. Well, if I want to have a, be right with God, I need to be right with my wife. So I'm going to find out what I, whatever I did in this thing and get it right so I can be right with God and my wife. <laughs> And then I want, I want to pray, and I want my wife to do the same. I want God to show her whatever, whatever, whatever it was, and God to show her whatever it was, and for her to get that right. And God works those things out. He brings us together in that way. So that restoration there. <clears throat> Husbands, lead your wives. <clears throat> Secondly, husband, learn your wife. And we talked about this some in an earlier message, First Peter 3, 7. Husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. According to knowledge, learn your wife. Uh, we're heirs together of the grace of life. Uh, one of the things sometimes it's hard for us husbands to do is to communicate. Uh, someone talked about the amount of words that, that, that a wife speaks and a woman speaks, the amount of words a husband speaks during the day. 
you know, and uh, when, uh, when, when the husband's out at work, he's, he's spoken, you know, 50% more than a husband usually speaks at all during the day, you know, so, so all his words are spent. Uh, and, and the wife's been home with the little ones, you know, and just saying, you know, get, get away from, you know, uh, put that bubble gum down, you know, don't get your hands out of the, not, not using all, all of her vocabulary and all the words that she has to say. And so, so she has three quarters of the words that she would usually speak on average. She hasn't got to speak yet. You know, and the husband's done and the wife's just ready, ready to open up, you know. So we need to be uh, aware of that. And, uh, and we need to work we need to pray we need to communicate with our uh with with our wives uh rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep something at work make you laugh tell your wife about it when you get home uh something at work maybe uh frustrated a little bit your wife should help me you can tell her in a godly way share those things with her and uh think of things that you might be able to share with, with your wife that that happened to you at work Something tell you, somebody tell you a funny joke uh, and uh, of course a clean joke because we walk away when they go to tell us a bad one right <laughs> and uh, probably you probably had heard part of some jokes you don't want to you, you had to get away from there yourself let alone you wouldn't you know share that with your wife but but some, something funny happened you know share, share that with them uh, and uh, uh, and 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 gives you something to because you're, you're thinking about I want to communicate with my wife and uh, you know, ask her, her, her opinion on things. What do you think about this? And, and I'm thinking about uh, going this direction here. What do you think about that? I, I asked my wife, and, and uh, I believe she's a godly woman. She's praying. She's seeking God's will, and I, and I value that. And uh, I'm thankful for that. And so we need to, to, to communicate. Uh, let thy fountain be blessed. Rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Uh, we ought to have some fun with our wives. Amen. And, uh, well, you know, she's, uh, <laughs> what are you doing out of the kitchen? <laughs> it doesn't work that way, okay? Uh, no, uh, have some fun with your wives. Some, some wives might like to go out to dinner. Maybe some, uh, some wives uh, uh, like to go fishing. You know? <laughs> some wives like to bake pies. And uh, 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 some wives uh, like to make the quilts and stuff. I'm Brother Dennis and Sister Pat make some excellent quilts back there. They, they've kind of grown together in that thing, doing that thing together. And that's a blessing. And, I'm, and it's a blessing to see that. And, uh, and, and, and we need to, to bond with our wives uh, like that and uh, doing those, uh, doing those uh, things together. Um, so just be praying about those things. Uh, husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Make sure that we're not harsh uh, with our wives, because they are what we learned, the weaker vessel. And we are to honor them as that. And we don't, you know, you know we, we, we're, uh, we're bigger than they are. And we have no business yelling, you know, at our wives in a, in a, in a threatening. The Bible says forbear threatening, doesn't it? And if it's talking about bosses there to, to servants, it certainly uh, goes with husbands to wives as well. Uh, that we are not to be threatening. We're to be gentle, uh, even as our Lord uh, was uh, uh, demonstrated. Uh, seeking God's wisdom is a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. Uh, learning our wives. Uh, learning how we can help them to grow. and Learning how... Uh, we can love them. You know, your life really does change when you get married. You're not, you really are two becoming one. And you have to remember that's the rest of your life. 
The rest of your life, you have one life uh, together. And God will help us walk uh, in those steps and glorify his name in that. Um, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Um, I like the word respond. I don't like the word react. Respond implies some thinking, at least a thought. Okay, God, help me. Uh, React replies, maybe the flesh is going to speak. You see, when when we're talking with someone and and we ha- and there comes a time when we need to answer or speak something, there's one of there's one of two of us inside that's going to answer the door. Someone knocks on our door in conversation and it's time for us to answer. Who's going to answer your, the door, husband? Is it going to be your flesh, or is it going to be the spirit of God living inside of us? We have to stop and ask that. You know. Something didn't work out, and maybe, maybe, maybe the wife's frustrated at something that happened during the day. You just got home from work, and, and, uh, and maybe that wasn't the best time to ask. But God doesn't excuse us for sin uh, just because it seemed like, it, it, you know, it, it was just too hard for me. I had to sin then. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Even when it was hard, and we talked about that in First Peter, growing, even when it was hard, we can do right. Our flesh wants to come to the door. Say, no. Christ needs to answer the door. Amen. We need to make sure that, you know, when our wife comes to us and what is wanting input from us or we want to tell her something, what? That it is the Spirit sharing that with her. That that God's drip. We're not saying that in an ungodly way. We're not saying that in, in, in a selfish way. It's not the flesh, uh, the student, the student, the communicating there. That as best we know, it's the Spirit of God. And, uh, and God's helping us and directing us in that. <clears throat> Think about what you're going to say, the manner in which you are going to say it, how it's going to be received. Uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of what? Edifying. <laughs> uh, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And that's what we're all about. We want to be a part of our wife's edification, even as she, by God's grace, is a part of our edification. Uh, we uh, we're like that iron sharpeneth iron, and uh, in uh, God molding us together. And then thirdly and finally, <clears throat> husbands laud your wives. Husbands laud your wives, and uh, has the idea of praise. Um, I'll guarantee you, the Bible says, "He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing." Uh, if you've married a godly woman in here and uh and i believe that those in all those in here have and uh, there's and there are the, all those online that there are many online that have you married a godly woman she's done some good things for you uh, she said some good words of encouragement to you she's done some some good deeds to help you and uh and you can be thankful you can you can praise her uh for how she has ministered in your life and to others and to others, you can praise her. Uh, husbands, First Peter 3, 7. Dwell them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. Giving honor. Uh, you know that we find believers praising one another in the Bible? You know, some people would think, well, we don't want to praise you, that'd be fleshly, you know. And, uh, well, no, that's, that's not the case. Uh, Paul said uh, as he was uh, 
giving his farewells in his letter to the Romans, whom he said uh, in letter to the church at Rome, he said, he said, salute Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Persis, which labored much in the Lord. And most commentators believe that all three of these were women, the first two very likely twins. But here these women labored. And what does Paul do? He says, salute them. He says, salute Persis, which, which labored much in the Lord. That sounds like a compliment, doesn't it? Uh, he, is, he is praising her character. She labored much in the Lord. Make sure that you give her our regards. Uh, believers pra uh, praising believers. John uh, to Gaius. Uh, John the elder uh, unto the well-beloved Gaius whom I love in the truth. He says, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee even as thou walkest in the truth. I was glad to hear the report of you, Gaius, and uh, uh, of the God that is in your life. And he goes on to say, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church. That sounds like praise to me, doesn't it? It's been a wonderful thing to hear the report of your love to the church. What's John doing? He's giving Gaius some praise. Now, it's God working through him, isn't it? But nonetheless, that's, that's a part of giving honor to whom honor is due. John sincerely believed that God was working through Gaius and that Gaius was yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so he says, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I could see that in you. And he gives that praise there. Um, an anonymous brother who went to help with the offerings taken uh, from the churches to Jerusalem when they were in need. He says, we have sent with him, I think it's Titus there, the brother whose praise is, whose, here it is, whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Who is praising him? All the churches. <laughs> this laborer, whoever he was, will find out uh, uh, one day in glory. But the praise there, uh, one day in heaven we'll meet that brother. Uh, by the way, what's Jesus going to say to the faithful one day? Well done thou good and faithful servant. He is going to say that to us. The Lord of glory. Okay? Uh, that's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. <clears throat> he gave John, James and John praise. They wanted to sit on his right and on his left. And Jesus said, you know what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, we're able. What was his answer? Yeah, you are. You shall indeed drink of the cup of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with. Yeah, you're going to follow me. He, he, he knew that. And the others knew it after he said it. They were going to be faithful. So in that sense, he gave them, he gave them that praise. I think about Jesus praising Mary when she broke that ointment. Remember that? Let her, why, why'd she do this? This should have been sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. Judas and the others cried out. What was Jesus' answer? Let her alone. He rebuked them. Why trouble you her? She hath wrought a good work on me. That's from the Lord of glory. For you have the poor with you always, whensoever you will, you may do them good, but me you have not always. She had done what she could. That's pretty good. Isn't it? She's come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. 
You know, I thought about that. She's the only one that actually got to anoint the body. The others came with the spices and ointments, and he was already gone. <laughs> they didn't get to anoint the body. But because Mary believed, she did it ahead of time. Uh, if I go to anoint his body, he said he's going to rise after three days. He may not be there when I get there. Uh, maybe that was part of the conversations that Mary had at one point when she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Maybe that's where her faith grew. Interesting to ponder. But what's he say? He says, uh, let her alone. She's wrought a good work. And he says, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. That's pretty good praise, isn't it? That's pretty good. We ought to praise uh, our wives. I'm thankful for a wife that, uh, that loves me and that puts up with my faults and uh, prays for me and helps me. She helps me to be more like Christ. And, uh, and uh, I see, you know, the spirit that she serves others with. And, and it's a blessing and a, challenge, and a challenge to me to be more like Christ. And I'm thankful for that. And I want to, to be the leader for her uh, that God wants me to be. I think about Jesus as he watched them putting the money in the offering. He looked up and saw rich men casting in their money. Then he saw the poor widow casting in two mites. Of a truth I say unto you, this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these of their abundance cast into the offerings of God. But she of her penury or poverty hath cast in what? All the living she had. He says, see that woman right there? You heard all those coins falling when those other guys came in front of her? All that money they dumped in there? Nothing. That woman right there? She put in the most. She gave all she got. Jesus gave her praise. Jesus gave her praise. The Bible says about the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praiseth her. He praiseth her. So we have wives that are endeavoring to follow the Lord. And we ought to give them some praise along the way. Because why? We need some praise along the way too, don't we? Everybody I mentioned before needs an attaboy once in a while. Or a slap on the back, you know, or something, whatever. And we have to let the Holy Spirit, you know, just direct us, direct us in that. And uh, uh, everyone needs recognition for, his, for, for accomplishments at, 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 different time, at certain times. Few people make the need known quite as clearly as a little boy who said to his father, Let's play darts. I'll throw, and you say, wonderful. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, uh, we can learn from little children, can't we? And, uh, you know, we need to be that one, even to an adult who, Christian, our wives who are drawing closer to the Lord, to say in the, in the Spirit of God, wonderful, amen, wonderful. Uh, and to give that praise. Uh, as, as, as God directs. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And I thank you for, uh, for my wife. And, and Father, I do pray that you would help me to love her as, as you have loved the church. And, and I, I know I need to grow in that more, Lord. And I pray for all of us as husbands that you'd help us to grow in that. 
Help us to be the leaders in edification and by example that we need to be. Help us to stand firmly upon the truth of the word of God. Deal gently but in the power of your spirit in, in leading in that way. Father, give us that grace and wisdom we need. Help us as husbands to learn and understand our wives and to know from you how it is that we can love them more and how we can help them, Lord, to in some way also be an encouragement to them on their, in their path and desire to be more like you. And Father, we're thankful that they, they do the same for us. Uh, make us one, uh, husband and wife in our marriages. And, and Father, help us uh, to glorify you in them. May our marriages become a picture, uh, both husband and wife, of your, your love and the relationship that you have with the church. And Father, uh, we'd be thankful for that. Help us by your great power and grace, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen.